calling out to the Atascacita community. It's time for your Atascacita Library advanced copy. Get your notes and news now. Hello, Atascacita community. It is June 12th, 2021. Welcome to your advanced copy and to the summer reading program, Tales and Tales. Summer reading program is on online reading program. You can tally your reading by books or by minutes, and you also can earn points with activities. So be sure to go to hcpl.beanstack.com or download the Beanstack app on your smartphone, and you can tally up your reading and earn some great prizes. First 100 points level is a book and a certificate plus special ticket entries to our prizes at Atascacita Branch Library. We also have a lot of great online programming. Some of that is pre-recorded, some of it is live. We do recommend you visiting our events calendar. You're sure to find something that interests you. Registration online will help you get that link to the live programs and our pre-recorded content shows up on our Facebook or our Instagram pages. It's a jungle out there. Be ready. For Tales and Tales, Summer Reading Program 2021. So last podcast, we spoke about the summer slide, and I decided to do a little more research. I'm a librarian. This is what we do. So summer slide came around in first around 1996, and then there were some more reports after that. These reports indicated there were differences not only between the end of spring, the end of the school year, and then the beginning of the next school year, that there were a loss of skills, but those loss of skills were more dramatic for students that came from economically challenged areas or areas that had higher poverty rates. Now, recently, starting around 2014, they reanalyzed some of these reports and these assessments. And some of the information in the testing was a little skewed. So the question then becomes, is summer slide an actuality? And I've only read a few reports, and I'm going to share those, plus there will be links to those reports in our podcast webpage. But Summer Slide is real. It's not as extreme as those early reports say. So the question is, did the marketing, for lack of a better word, work? Did we see that Summer Slide was happening and all the programs in the summer actually make a difference? Current reports show that there's still a loss of skills, but it's no longer a dramatic difference between those who are of middle class and higher income and those that have lower income levels. So one of the more recent reports by Megan Kulfeld 
June 2019, titled Rethinking Summer Slide, The More You Gain, The More You Lose. It reviews a lot of the research that went into summer learning loss, uh, referring to the first studies that happened back in 1996, and including that new research done by NWEA Map Growth, which is talking about assessments between 2016 and 2017. So these are some newer assessments, and they're basically saying that there were flaws in those original tests that happened back in the early 90s and uh, some in the 80s as well, including a Baltimore study that tracked for an extensive period. And so what they're looking at is a new source of data. And one of those things that comes out of the NWEA map growth assessment, let me quote a little bit of this report that... uh, Megan Kufeld did in 2019, and she's looking at drops and gains from spring to fall of 2017, and she compared that to the degree with which students' summer learning patterns are associated with either the race, ethnicity, and gender, the student test scores in the fall of 2016, and their fall-spring score gain, and set of school and neighborhood characteristics that measure the degree of poverty and hardship in a student's environment. And the thing is, this is the quote, Um, These analyses showed a somewhat surprising result. The strongest predictor of whether a student would experience summer gains or losses was the size of gain the student had made during the previous academic year. That is to say, the more students learned during the school year, the more likely they were to lose ground during summer break. And going on a little further, by contrast, student race ethnicity explained only 1% of summer loss. Students in higher poverty schools did show significantly more loss during the summer in later elementary and middle school, though differences were small, uh, at most one week of school year learning, displays the relationship between school year gains and summer drops by school poverty level. This showed up in another report as well that the thoughts um, and reassessments show that that any summer loss, which is usually uh, perceived to be maybe a month's worth of learning, is not varied significantly between high poverty and low poverty areas. Now, this is just starting new analysis. So we can't really take anything as an as an absolute because they're reassessing things that were decades old and we are only now getting some new tests and new results so it's hard to make some really definitive answers but another thing that has been proposed as part of the summer slide effect is actually that students forget to learn how to take a test one of the articles by a Professor Von Hippel uh, says that actually it was his blog post that he has on his website that led me down this trail because I was looking for research to talk about Summer Slide and his research from 2016 says that it's entirely possible that what they do is they forget to how to take tests from spring to fall because there's an enormous amount of information if you just look at test scores between fall and winter testing where they seem to make leaps and bounds of information 
And then winter to spring, that information gain is, or at least testing knowledge, gain is smaller than it was from fall to winter. And he is proposing that the small drop from spring to fall as they go from one grade to the other actually has to do with test taking capabilities. And that's an interesting proposal, which um, needs to be, I think, studied more. And of course, there are studies out there about the impact of things like summer reading programs. Most of the research that I will link to in our podcast website talks about formal programs, formal summer learning programs. Uh, Most library research is not terribly recent. Uh, One of the most recent ones is from 2016. It talks about reading mainly where most of the um, slide is actually in mathematics. I have only found a few summer reading program studies, and they referred to the older educational studies about loss of skills. There's a lot new research going into this. I hope you'll explore some of those resources and come away with the understanding that summer reading programs are beneficial. They do help minimize the impact of regaining those weeks lost of literacy skills. And Through our summer reading program, we have STEM and STEAM as well, which engages in coding and engineering. So join us for our summer reading program for the fun, for the learning, and we will see you around the library. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. Welcome back to Book Clues. So last week we had these clues. He started to look for some food. On Monday, he ate through one apple, but he was still hungry. Were you able to guess the book? Well, that one tied into another part of our podcast. That was The Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carle, one of his most famous books. Is it a lovely story about a caterpillar who eventually turns into a butterfly, but it has foods, and it has days of the week. So sneaking in some of that early literacy into a great read with wonderful illustrations. The second book is from our teen collection. It is also called our young adult collection. When adults say teenagers think they are invincible with that sly, stupid smile on their faces, They don't know how right they are. We need never be hopeless because we can never be irreparably broken. We think that we are invincible because we are. We cannot be born and we cannot die. Like all energy, we can only change shapes and sizes and manifestations. They forget that when they get old, they get scared of losing and failing. But that part of us greater than the sum of our parts cannot begin and cannot end, and so it cannot fail. That book was Looking for Alaska, John Green's first novel, which was published in 2005. Looking for Alaska is a coming-of-age novel that touches on themes of meaning, grief, hope, and young adult relationships. 
It is an award-winning novel, and we encourage you to check it out from the library. And the last book is one of those classics that refers to another classic. In the afternoons, the program was Mondays and Fridays, Tilting and Horsemanship, Tuesdays, Hawking, Wednesdays, Fencing, Thursdays, Archery, Saturdays, The Theory of Chivalry, with the proper measure to be blown on all occasions, Terminology of the Chase and Hunting Etiquette. If you did the wrong thing at the mort or the undoing, for instance, you were bent over the body of the dead beast and smacked with the flat side of a sword, this was called being bladed. It was horseplay, a sort of joke like being shaved when crossing the line. Kay was not bladed, although he often went wrong. I read for you T.H. White's The Once and Future King. This week's book clues will be starting with our juvenile selection. A thirsty crow, after looking in vain for water to drink, at last saw some in the bottom of a pitcher. Seeing this water made him more thirsty than ever, and he began to plan how he could get it. He finally hit upon a scheme. By dropping pebbles into the pitcher and doing so until he brought the water near enough to the top so that he could reach it, he had all he wanted. Then he said to himself, Well, I know now that little by little does the trick. And next we have our YA, our young adult book. When people don't express themselves, they die one piece at a time. You'd be shocked at how many adults are really dead inside, walking through their days with no idea who they are, just waiting for a heart attack or cancer or a Mack truck to come along and finish the job. It's the saddest thing I know. And here's another classic from literature. Very slowly he got up and groped about on all fours till he touched the wall of the tunnel. But neither up nor down it could he find anything. Nothing at all. No sign of goblins. No sign of dwarves. His head was swimming, and he was far from certain even of the direction they had been going in when he had his fall. He guessed as well as he could, and crawled along for a good way, till suddenly his hand met what felt like a tiny ring of cold metal lying on the floor of the tunnel. It was a turning point in his career, but he did not know it. He put the ring in his pocket almost without thinking. Certainly it did not seem of any particular use at the moment. He did not go much further, but sat down on the cold floor and gave himself up to complete miserableness for a long while. If you think you know one or all of these books, be sure to write in to ata at hcpl.net. Hey everyone, Marissa here, just to share a couple of things I've been listening to and reading. I'm a huge podcast supporter. I listen to them on long commutes, or I am cooking a meal, or where I am doing any number of other things and I just want a short lesson or story on something I didn't know before. Learning is like a hobby to me. So the two podcasts I have been listening to as of late 
Our Ologies by Ali Ward, and Hidden Brain by Shankar Vedantam. Ologies is a comedic science show showcasing the numerous ologies that inhabit our world. Ali Ward interviews and speaks with scientists and professionals in all sorts of fields of studies. Want to learn about trees and how they speak to one another? Check out the episode Dendroology. Spoilers, it's a two-parter. Think dinosaurs are really, really cool and hope there's an island out there we haven't discovered yet with a bunch of them on there? Check out the paleontology episode where Ali Ward interviews Dr. Michael Habib in a funny, casual talk that makes them seem like lifelong friends. There are bleeped episodes and transcripts on aliward.com slash ologies. I love this podcast, and I have been steadily going down the list of ologies I know very well, and some I'm just finding out about. I think it's pretty crazy that there are so many fields of studies out there that I just didn't know existed. For instance, dendrology. I did not think that that would be the study of trees, because dendrology, to me, seems like something related to the dentist. But either way, I love this podcast just for the amount of insane, wonderful, great things that you get to know about fields of studies. Hidden Brain is another one on rotation, focusing on the range of influences that manipulate us without ourselves being aware. If you love to think, this is one for you. Hidden Brain explores the depths and intricacies of our psyche, why we do the things we do, and how to become better aware of our biases and unconscious judgments. In one episode that I recommended to a staff member here, Why Conversations Go Wrong, in which Shankar interviews a ling- linguist, Deborah Tamman. Together, they explore how people use language and the subtleties of conversations, and how conversations between two people can be perceived differently by the other. This and many more interesting and intriguing conversations fuel my love of science and let it grow and grow. Feel free to check out these shows anywhere you listen to podcasts. And lastly, what I've been reading in bits and pieces is World of Wonders in Praise of Fireflies, Whale Sharks, and Other Astonishments by award-winning poet Amy Nezukumata Dill. Amy explores the wonders of axolotls, fireflies, and comb jellies, all while connecting these creatures to anecdotes of her past and rueful remembrances. Reading this book has been a pleasure, and it is a short read for those looking to get a small dose of wonder with a big impact. You can place Amy's book on hold on our website, www.hcpl.net, or on our HCPL app. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Here are some highlights of upcoming events hosted by Atascacita Branch Library online. Grow with Google. Get your local business on Google Search and Maps. It's on June 16th at 2 p.m. Showing up when customers are searching online is more important than ever. Ensure customers can find accurate, updated information about your local business on Google Search and Google Maps, no matter which device they use. To register for this virtual workshop, you'll find a link on our events calendar. Again, this is Grow with Google. Get your local business on Google Search and Maps, Wednesday, June 16th at 2 p.m. On June 17th at 11 a.m., we have another workshop, 
Improve your resume with practical strategies. A Google professional trainer will give you four strategies to improve your resume and a checklist of tips to help you communicate your strengths. The link to register for this online workshop is available on our events calendar. That's Grow with Google, Improve Your Resume with Practical Strategies on June 17th at 11 a.m. online. Also on June 17th at 3 p.m., around the world in 90 minutes. So teens, are you stuck at home and want to travel the world? Got 90 minutes to spare? Take a trip around the world visiting museums, seeing natural wonders, and experiencing music from other countries all in one afternoon. You'll need to join the Teen Discord to attend this program, so email ATATeen at hcpl.net for the invite. This is Around the World in 90 Minutes on Thursday, June 17th at 3 p.m. On July 1st, we'll be posting to our Facebook and Instagram pages a conversation with a meteorologist. Join us to hear a talk with NOAA meteorologist Josh Lichter. We'll learn about what it takes to be a meteorologist and how to use weather.gov. That's Thursday, July 1st on our Facebook and Instagram pages. On June 21st at 4.30 p.m., Birds in Your Backyard. We encourage all ages to join us for this live program, June 21st, 4.30 p.m. Will you learn how to encourage birds to visit your backyard? how to use identification guides on your mobile devices, and how to use nature journaling and sit spots with your family. Registration is required, so visit our events calendar and look for Birds in Your Backyard on Monday, June 21st at 4.30 p.m. Thank you for joining us for Advanced Copy. Please remember to subscribe to the channel to make sure you receive the notices when new programming is available. And don't forget to check out the library. Our doors are open. Monday through Thursday, 10 to 6. Fridays, 1 to 6. And Saturdays, 10 to 5. Have a great day. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. Find information on media used and resources mentioned on our podcast webpage. This podcast is produced by the staff of Atascacita Branch Library, a part of the Harris County Public Library System. Funds for the podcast are provided by a grant from Best Buy through the Friends of Atascacita Library. Find out more about this 501c3 organization at foal.ws. That's F-O-A-L dot W-S.